Hello everybody and welcome to This Game Where with me Ashley. And me Chris. Hello everyone. Hope you're okay. Hope you're okay Ashley. That was a very jolly intro there. I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't sound fine. Come on. Are you fine? Yeah. Full of vim and vigour. Yeah. Who put that in you? It's best not nah. say. Nah. Okay. Okay, cool. You alright? You've been doing good? You're doing a yeah. good Easter and that? Do you celebrate Easter? Uh, no. No. But... You don't celebrate did we talk Easter, about... but you eat chocolate eggs anyway. Well, he doesn't. I don't know. Probably people that celebrate Easter. It's probably rude in some fashion. Well, eggs is eggs. Sure as eggs is eggs. Did you have some pancakes? No, that's not an Easter thing. That's a Shrove Tuesday thing. In that part of Easter? Hmm... In February, Don't, isn't it? Isn't it to do with it getting rid of your, the store cupboard essentials ready for? Well, that's Lent? what I was thinking. Like you get rid of all of your shit, and yeah. that's why you have pancakes. So presumably, once Easter's over, or during Easter, once you get to Easter, you can buy all that shit again, fill your store cupboards, have as many pancakes as you like. I suppose so. I don't really have pancakes on Pancake Day because they're not, they're not, you know, they're they're meh, aren't they? Yeah. You must be making them wrong. Probably. Do you like pancakes? I like pancakes, yeah. Mm. What do you have on them? What do you have on them? Chocolate spread, usually. Maybe go for one with lemon and sugar. Yeah, there you go. Lemon and sugar. That would be the best thing to do. Is that what you go for? That would be my preference, yeah. How's your Easter? Fine. Oh, God, it's like pulling teeth. It's fine. It was fine. What's the game we're doing today? Come on, let's let's move on from the we're from doing the, a from the warming up segment of the podcast. Are you warm? Are you cockily? <laughs> I'm lukewarm. Yeah, as always, cockily. It is cockily. I don't know. I just said it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish you had <laughs> cockily. Like, <laughs> are you, are you have your cockles been warmed? Yeah. Mm, okay. I see. Yeah. This week, we are doing this game where you play as a less than average Joe who, having previously taken out the trash, is returned to clean up after crime once again. A less than average Joe cleaning up the trash. Is it actual literal trash or is it metaphorical trash? Metaphorical trash. <sighs> to clean up after crime once again. It's, is it? You're not going to get it. It's too obscure. Is it that one you Not the game, about- but... Power Wash Simulator, you said about there's a crime scene one. Is it that one? No, but that would have been a good write-up for that, wouldn't it? Mm. It's not... That that was Serial Cleaner. Right. But it's not that. No. Okay, what is it then? It is Shinobi 3 on the <gasps> Mega Drive or the tight. Genesis. Tight, tight, why, tight. Why have I called... Why have I said less than average Joe? In my introduction. A less than average Joe. Is that what the word Shinobi translates to? No. Hmm. No, it's not. Um, I love your... I love your, your attack. It's a good go. Thank it's a good you. Go. Thank you. The main character is a what? A ninja? Is the main character Shinobi? That's why I was He's assumed. not called Shinobi, no. He's called Joe. Oh, really? He's called Joe. That's why I said less than average Joe. He's surely a more than average Joe, really. Yes. He's more than average. Yeah. I balls that right up, didn't I? Yep. Yeah. So, oh, but, well. 
I mean, you've just done a revelation there. For the past 30 years, I thought that, that the guy you played as was called Shinobi, and he's called Joe. Is that is that actual um, law? Yeah, his name's Joe Musashi. Oh. Has always been, from Shinobi onwards. Blimey. What number game is this in the series? We well, said three. Well, I called it Shinobi 3. So one would assume it's the third game in the series? Sort of, yeah. Sort of. Right. So, can you name any more Shinobi games? Shinobi 2. Shinobi 1. Um, well... Was there a Shinobi 4 there, on the Xbox? There's the rub. There is a Shinobi 4, but it, I don't think it was on the Xbox. Um, Shinobi 2 wasn't called Shinobi 2. It had a different name. Do you know what it was? Um, no. Shin- Shintubi? Shintubi. Like yeah. Fast and Furious. Or Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. Or, or dr- dr- fa- Drifter. Too Fast for Furious. Yeah. Or whatever they were. Yeah. Um, no. No, no, no. Um, it was called Revenge of Shinobi. You you don't know oh. that game. Well, I had one of the Shinobi games was on one of my Mega Games compendiums that I had on the Mega Drive. I don't know which one. Was it Mega Games 2? I think it was, yes. Because Mega know. Games 2 had Revenge of Shinobi on it. Which is Shino- aka Shinobi 2. Yeah, sort of. Let me look at my... Uh, yeah, Revenge of Shinobi. I had on Mega Games 3 in 1 Volume 2, along with Streets of Rage and Golden Axe. What a combo. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Um, right, so it's called Shinobi 3, yeah? Yep, we've established that. Um, Shinobi... Is the original game. It came out on the Mass System and on in arcades across 87 and 88. Um, then, directly... The direct sequel to that game is Revenge of Shinobi, which is Shinobi, what you might call Shinobi 2. However, in between Shinobi... Well, not even in between. At the same sort of time as re- releasing Revenge of Shinobi, they also released an arcade game called Shadow Dancer, which right. is in the shinobi universe if you can use that word i'm sure they weren't nice. thinking in that way but it was um it it was sort of like a sequel to shinobi as well so you had two shinobi twos released at the same time right then you had shadow dancer the secret of shinobi released after shinobi 2 revenge of shinobi you also had the cyber shinobi oh gosh then <laughs> Then you had, for the Game Gear, Shinobi 2, The Silent Fury. And that's the one, that's the only one, that's the only Shinobi game that gets the moniker of Shinobi 2. It's the only one that gets numbered 2, but it is not the direct sequel to Shinobi, canonically, Revenge of Shinobi is. And then after Shinobi 2, The Silent Fury... Only just after comes Shinobi Three on the Mega Drive: Return Absolute of the Ninja madness. Master. That's so much. Yeah, so much to keep track of. And did any come out after this then? Oh yeah, loads, loads, loads of loads wow. of them. Like four. Oh, that is so loads. not that many. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it had they had a few um, goes on like PlayStation and things, and I think there was one for Sega Saturn, but I can't remember exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's a bit of a messy, mm. it's a bit of a messy lineage um, going forwards from Shinobi in 1987 to uh, future Shinobi titles. 
Um, and getting from Shinobi 1 to Shinobi 3 took eight games. Mm. But then I think a similar thing happened with Assassin's Creed. Because mm. you had Assassin's Creed, then you had Assassin's Creed 2, then you had Brotherhood and Revelations, and then possibly some more in between. And then it was Assassin's Creed 3 where they moved everything on to America. It was a bit of a mess there as well. Was it that the Shinobi games were developed by different companies? Is that maybe why they had different... Nope, shaking your head. Nope. Nope. So it was a Sega joint, as we've become accustomed to saying. Um, Sega were in charge of development and production... uh, Development and marketing, everything. And one of the things that is interesting about the Shinobi franchise as a whole is that uh, Shinobi... 2 or revenge of shinobi was it wasn't quite a launch game it didn't come out on the same day as the mega drive did but it was it came out a couple of months after so uh, the mega drive was released in august 1989 in japan and shinobi revenge of shinobi came out december right and it was very definitely very much developed to take advantage of and to showcase the quality and the power of the Mega Drive compared to um, the Mass System and other home consoles at the time. So it was it was something that Sega were pretty proud of. If you remember way, way, way back into the dark depths of episode, what was it, 2? Um, what's it called? Surfer, Surfer Guy. I've Green forgotten Dog. its name. Thank you. Green Dog. If you remember back into the into those heady days um, when we were talking about Green Dog and Mr. I mean, Green. Nippers, wet behind the ears. Yeah. Um, they were sort of searching around at that point, which is a bit later than um, 89, but they were searching around at that point for a, um, a figurehead, a mascot, and Green Dog was supposed to be a potential candidate. Yeah. Um, it feels a little bit like they were trying to set out their stall here as well with Revenge of Shinobi in 1989 there's a reason that i'm talking about it uh, it's known as a, a difficult game okay and um it's it like overly difficult absurdly difficult insanely difficult among other things that's one of the things that is remembered for shinobi 3 which is the one that we're talking about and the one that i uh the Shino- revenge of shinobi is the one that you had shinobi yep. 3 is the one that i've uh, brought today and that came out uh 93 so it's four years in between mm. uh the that game uh, revenge of shinobi and this um and it is not nearly as as hard Super. so it seems like they went a different direction and one of the di- one of the things that they emphasized beyond difficulty was speed it kind of makes sense to me because one you're playing a ninja and mm. two um in order to show off the quality of the console mm. certainly if you've already done graphical prowess one of the things to do is show how how fast it can do things so having a, a nippy character um running around doing backflips and wall jumps and all sorts of acrobatics is is definitely gonna potentially impress people well 93 was i think was also the same year as sonic 3 and if you compare sonic 3 to sonic 1 and the improvements mm. in graphics and gameplay in those as well i imagine it's probably a similar situation here um i don't know necessarily that the graphics improved simply because the graphics in revenge of shinobi were pretty damn good already. Okay. That this is one of the things. So, ninety three. I was five years old. I'm not sure that I, I was playing it in nineteen ninety three, 
but I, there's a distinct possibility that I was. In nine, I I played this in two people in two places. One was at Jason's, who yeah. was also the owner of Green Dog, and one was at my cousin's later on. Um, and he was a bit younger than me, about nine months younger than me. Um, so if I was playing it at Jason's, it must have been before '96 because I moved house in 1996. The game came out in 1993, so that gives us a window of about three years where I might have played this game for the first time. Um, and the th- one of the things that I do, and, and in that window, I was between five and eight years old. Okay. So not not terrifically uh, aged. Um, I think that I was younger, on the younger end of that, simply because I don't remember a great deal of detail about the game. What I do remember is that it looked pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And there are certain sequences that I think are stuck in my head um, from this, like running through a night scene with a storm going on in the background and it lighting things up in the background. Now, that one especially, I think, could have come from a different game. So I'm very sorry if that's the case. A different but game completely, not even a Shinobi game. Possibly, yeah. I really right. don't remember. They, they, that's the problem with dealing with this, some of these games because they come from such an early time in uh, in my in my life that I can't necessarily say for sure that I'm remembering the right thing, I'm afraid. But the thing that I do remember is that the one of the things that the that Joe has, one of the things that the main character can do is is these superpowers um that are like screen filling um blockbusters. And the one that I remember again, so there's two that particularly stand out. One I'm pretty sure is in this game and then the other one I'm a little bit hazy about because it involves lightning again. But there's a a power that they use where Joe sort of separates out into four versions of Joe and then and then comes back into one version of Joe and lightning comes down from the from the top of the screen. That one might not be in this, but we'll find out hopefully. The other one is like a a screen filling um firestorm sort of thing where there's these tornadoes of fire coming up and down the screen um or across the screen even and i'm pretty sure that that is in this so you must play quite a lot then to be able to remember aspects of the game such as that because the the Um, second one that that i played i be honest i can't really remember it it's interesting you said about the second one having a reputation of being quite difficult because i don't mm. remember ever struggling with it um, but equally mm. i do remember when i was when i was younger um as an example uh playing vector man when that came out so my brother got it in 95 or 96 and mm. i used to be able to complete that game and i played it again um i don't want to say the word recently it was within the last 10 years certainly and i couldn't even mm. beat the first level i found it so difficult so yeah don't know what that says but uh there you go well i it's interesting that you say that I must have played it quite a lot because I don't think we did play it all that much. And one of the reasons that I don't think we played it all that much was because Jason found this game, Shinobi 3, difficult. Right. Um, and this is supposed to be much easier than, than Revenge of Shinobi. So what I don't know what you were on, uh, but you should maybe find out. High on life. it seemed to do you some good. Treacle time. Um, I didn't particularly like playing this either, Treacle Tart. I didn't particularly like playing this either, but it wasn't it wasn't because of difficulty so much. Um, I don't really remember what I thought of the difficulty. The thing that I didn't really like was the tone of it. It, it was uh, we talked before about big boy games. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, 
so the PlayStation thing was is where I usually talk about that, but this very definitely feels like Sega trying to say we're for big boys. And going back to what you said about a mascot, like they're trying this this now that you've said that, I can see them trying to tout the character of Joe, not Shinobi, yeah. Joe as a as a mascot because of its it's you know it's uh, dark and it's got you know it's it's um it's all that ninja tone and you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm. all they're really cool like I can definitely see that Sega would be somewhat cringingly trying to nail their colours to the the mast of this yeah I I don't remember any of that unfortunately but I think that's a distinct possibility and um, it's one of the things that actually turned me off I wasn't interested in uh, gritty drama based games I wanted well, fun as a as a kind of counterpoint, not counterpoint, as a, a, a agreement to that, I'm fairly sure. So I used to get the Sonic the comic, which was a UK comic, all about Sonic, surprisingly, and it was all quite, it was quite goofy and quite funny, and um, I got quite a lot of issues with that. As it led up to episode uh, issue 100, there was this massive epic story, which is amazing. Um, that's the only kind of comic I really got into, not not Superman or Batman. It was the Sonic comic, but when the Sonic mm. comic first started, which was about like 93, 92, they had some comic strip starring Son- starring Sonic and there was a couple or one with Tails in that was episodic over each issue but they also had some other Sega characters there was Decap Attack had their own comic there was oh. um, Eternal Champions had one I think but I'm I'm 99% sure not 100% sure I'm 99% sure Shinobi had one and mm. I, I, I seem to remember the Shinobi comic being really serious and really just it wasn't for me you know i was really at sort of seven eight years old i wanted the the bright colors and the character of sonic that that was quite zany and quite a fun character and i didn't enjoy mm. the shinobi comic at all i'm going to caveat all that with the fact that that shinobi comic strip might not exist and i might be muddling it <laughs> together with because there definitely was one based on eternal champions which is a fighting game that came i think for the mega cd and they did mm. a they did a comic based on that, which you know let's let's not be trying the bush was clearly done to try and sell more copies of the Eternal Champions game, and yeah. that was that was also quite serious. And in my head, I might be conflating Shinobi and Eternal Champions together. Yeah, I mean, I've played I've played this Shinobi, and I've also played Revenge of Shinobi, and I didn't particularly care for either of them for for the similar for similar reasons. Um, and I think there's a possibility that I've cross pollinated. Mm. Uh, this uh, this and that one and possibly other games that have a similar tone because there was definitely a tendency I feel on the game uh, on the Mega Drive to drive a certain style and tone of game yeah to try and secure a certain audience and um being a primarily Nintendo based child I wasn't enamoured with it. I just didn't... It really turned me off. Things like um, Splatterhouse and mm. this um, and and many other Mega Drive games that, that sort of tread that similar path, they weren't my thing. I did like Golden Axe. I did like Streets of Rage. Yeah, I was just thinking about those two as kind of uh, serious ones. Yeah, but then, but then Golden Axe, you, it, it kind of is and it isn't. I think the fantasy elements sort of yeah. temper the seriousness of it the M- fact maybe maybe i'm walking that... around as a muscle-bound nonsense man <laughs> that was his name on the box i mean I, maybe i mean like more like mature titles i mean comic zone is one that springs to mind that was was definitely yeah. the more grown-up mature audience but comic zone i've never played it it's supposed to be really really good 
We will be playing it at some point because okay. that was one that my cousin had. Um, Comic Zone's an interesting one. We'll, we'll talk about it later. It, it, it's got some fourth wall breaking elements that are. Uh, it was it was maybe trying to do adult in a different way. Okay. But at the same time, also trying to do it in a similar way. So it had some stuff that made it unique, and also some stuff that made it definitely part of this stable that you're you're suggesting it's part yeah. of. Um, unlike, do you remember? So just to segue, uh, just to diverge uh, slightly from this game again. Do you remember anything you said you you had Revenge of Shinobi on your Mega Games too? Yeah. Um, do you remember anything about it? No. I remember no? Okay. being being ninja, and that was about it. I haven't played this game yeah. for so long. I I really don't remember at all. The um the original. Well, that game was I say, not this game. The the original was notorious for having massively ripped off a number of uh, franchises. Do you not know about that? No. So Sylvester Stallone made an appearance in the game without actually making an appearance in the game. Oh. Batman does. Terminator does. Godzilla does. Characters that are all famous for kind of being affiliated with the, the ninja scene. Yeah, Spider-Man does. Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Batman are actually the same boss who morphs from being one of them into I think from being Spider-Man into being Batman. And and the idea is that it's a morphing it, it's a it's a morphing baddie like morphing power change Ranger. change shape. Well, no, not a morphing power Ranger, a whole different thing. Did Sega genuinely think that they put these characters and likenesses in this game and that that would be okay? Well, it wasn't necessarily Sega as an entity. It was the uh, director. I was reading something earlier that um, he said that he wasn't particularly imaginative. So he he Honest. sort of sketched out he sketched out um, some characters from things that he did know and passed passed them on to the art department, hoping that they would work with those right. rather than just remake those. And when and then they just and then they just made a shonky Batman and Spider Man and, and Sylvester Sloan. Apparently Joe in the title screen of the original game, the version one point zero, looks like Sonny Kyber, who is a, a famous martial artist as well so there it, it doesn't just end with those jackie chan i think might also come in interestingly the the iteration of sylvester stallone is a rambo style character whose character name is rocky so they really really wanted to go to town yeah. on the old um on the old stallone and stallone it's all quite interesting and i'm sure we'll cover it a little bit more in uh, in depth when we talk about revenge of shinobi Spider-Man actually ended up being licensed for the game. So in in subsequent oh. versions, because they re they iterated on it over the course of a couple of years, and in subsequent versions, Spider-Man is the the boss that was Spider-Man that morphed into Batman ended up just being Spider-Man. Right. Um, but a licensed version and a polished up version, so he actually looked like Spider-Man rather than a melty Spider-Man. A melty Spider-Man. There's more to that story. But we'll have to pick it up in Revenge of Shinobi, otherwise. Yeah, we talk about know. this game, damn it. Yeah, well, I've had. I one of the reasons we've gone down that is because that's the most interesting thing I could fi find out about Shinobi or know about Shinobi. There's nothing else to say about Sh uh, Shinobi Three. I don't know anything else to say, so we should well, probably just go and play it. Why? Why is it? You might have answered this already, but I've blacked out. Why is it called Shinobi and not Joe? What is a Shinobi? Shinobi means ninja. Right. That explains that. Mic drop. Boom. Mic drop. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shinobi. You just saying the word. That's just the word. Yeah. <laughs> Is that that's it? That's how we're leading back in. Were you saying the word Shinobi? Yeah. If I mean, if that's gonna fly, yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's how we come in. I was gonna go with Go Go Power Rangers because we've just been on little Power Rangers chat, but. In a in a tangential way, it's related to Shinobi as well because I played uh, Power Rangers the movie, the game on Mega Drive. So around the same sort of time. No, not around the same. I mean, I suppose it was around the same sort of time, but in my little infant brain, it was quite a long time between the two. Well, we we went down that because there were the Mecha Godzilla suits in the background, which Ashley said had been added in as a reference to the second one, how the Godzilla had to get changed, etc. And then we talked about Mecha Godzilla, and Ashley said it was a bit like the giant robot bits in Power Rangers, which then led me to say, "Oh, have you seen the trailer for the Netflix thing that's coming out?" And you get the idea with that. Yay! Yeah, sound that sounded that sounded very long winded. Yeah, that well, was very long winded. Well, what, what was the point? What well, were you mean? What were you we'll, saying? We'll play Shinobi. Let's talk about Shinobi, not Power Rangers. Shinobi. Yeah. Shinobi or Shinyesbi? I think these are getting worse. I think it's it's Shinyesbi from me. I I really enjoyed playing it. Really enjoyed it. You said it back to me, and it sounded fine. So that's mm, just my diction. Yeah, and and it's a Shinyesbi from me awful it's great um i think it's pretty good hmm. so i'm pleasantly surprised yeah i uh, well not pleasantly surprised i'm kind of whelmed in some in the sense that i thought it might be all right this one and it is yeah it's very playable that's the the highest confidence i can pay it well, that's not bad for a game, is it? Uh, it isn't. Like I thought, you know, I was a little bit worried going into it. You said about the second one being a little bit turf, and uh, how the developers changed the game off the back of that. But I was a bit worried that I might still find it quite tough. It is. It's very easy to understand what to do, and very fun to play through as a result of that. Yeah, I was worried about the same thing that it was going to be too difficult, because generally this kind of game set a difficulty curve that was quite high or started off quite high and got higher and actually it it's not that at all this is a very like you said it's a very playable game and although it ramps up a bit as you go on the ramp isn't that steep it's it's pretty gradual mm-hmm. and i can see if i were to give this more time I could see myself being able to get to grips with the difficulty of the later stages and and actually maybe overcome them, overcome them and that's to me that's actually good game design to to make a game that people can play without well, wanting to throw themselves off the the nearest high building. Essentially this is a Mega Drive game you've got the three buttons on the Mega Drive and one of them activated the special power which you sort of you know you could use if you wanted but it would make sense to save for the different bosses so essentially all you're doing is jumping and using an attack and the moves you have are permutations and amalgamations of those things so Ashley discovered you could double tap right or left to make uh, Joe run in that direction you could then pair that up with a jump and then press down to do like a downwards attack and all this sort of stuff and what I liked about that was how it opened up the game to be played in different ways if you compare it to example for Sonic Sonic is just running forward and jumping and that's and spinning and that's essentially it whereas the let's play video that we watched of this the person playing it was using the forward 
and downward attack a lot and using their sword a lot. And as a result, they had a lot of the shurikens, which are the small daggers that you can throw, had about 600 or so at the stage that we looked at. I was being a lot more careful with how I played it. I was kind of edging a little bit closer towards the right of the screen to go across the right a bit. Okay, as soon as there's an enemy, I'm going to now pass that enemy's placement and think about how best to, to, to get that enemy, whether it's by crouching or whether by jumping. And I like that the game allows you to play in those different ways. How is it you played it? Yeah, I was sort of mixing that up a, a, with with each of those things. So if if I could take them out from a distance, then I was. But it was actually quite fun to try and rush them and get in nice oh, okay. and close before they could get a hit on uh, or, or a bullet out or a boomerang or, or whatever they were using at the time. And so I, I, met, I messed around with both styles. Um the layering of the control system is actually pretty impressive, I think, when you've only got two buttons mm-hmm. to make it feel as fluid. To be able to do so many different things and to make those same thing those things feel as fluid to pull off as this does is pretty impressive. You didn't necessarily I'm not sure if you found that there was a double jump. Did you find a double jump? Is there? No, I didn't. There's a double jump. And Ooh. I think that, that that unlocks another layer of controls, another layer of moves, one of which is like a, a shuriken spray. So you ju- you double jump into the air, and then from a higher um, position, you throw six or so shurikens in an arc downwards. That sounds ace. Which how's is pretty I'm, cool. How did yeah. I miss that? Well, because I didn't tell you about it. It's, it's double jump by pressing the jump button twice. Yeah. Mm, that just shows how careful I was being, just in little little careful jumps. Yeah, but, little careful rabbit jumps. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Cool. But it was worth doing because it was pretty fun and, and, and a very effective um, move against people below you. So, mm-hmm. um, yep, I, I, I'm very impressed by that element specifically. I'm impressed by a, a few other bits as well. In particular, the way it looked. Mm. The way it looked is is stylish and in some places pretty stunning. There was a stage earlier on where you ride a horse. Oh, that was incredible for so the, many reasons, but yeah, carry on. Yeah, the background of that has this parallaxing field with, a, I think, like a river in the background and some mountains and then this stormy uh, evening sky into which fly these um, large kites that that um, enemies descend from. Um, and yeah, the, the the stage itself, actually riding on the horse, you, you've got a little bit of nip in it, which is nice. Um, and it's mixing things up a little bit between the platforming um, s- stages as well. But the way it looked was just sublime it really was Im- impressive it looks really w- good what it, they've put together there it, it played really well it reminded me of the sky chase zone from towards the end of sonic 2 where you're on the back of tails's plane and, and enemies are coming mm. towards you but actually in that you've got there's a cross between there's enemies that come towards you but there's also some station enemies you have to just sort of go towards and take out and that felt quite that feels quite sedating comparison to this, this level in shinobi 3 which feels mm. really fast paced and really um almost like epic or filmic or something it, it's how they've designed the look of it and then the actual gameplay of it and brought those together so well like it's 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 yeah. very very impressive 
Yep. In the first half, I outlined a few things that I remembered or thought I remembered or hoped I remembered, really. And one of them was uh, running through a nighttime scene with lightning in the background that set out, set off uh, build, like shadows of buildings and things. Um, I didn't encounter that, so I don't know whether that is in the game. This feels very close to it, but I still don't think that this is what I'm thinking of when right. I um, when I remember that. Um, one thing that was correct, or semi-correct anyway, was the ninjutsu powers. So that you get four powers, and two of them are actually um, separate. Separately, the thing that I was remembering in the first half, which is this uh, idea of Joe separating out into four people and then coming back to be just Joe, um, and that being combined with these shafts of lightning coming down. Well, actually, that's two powers that are separate that I've conflated in my memory because there is a an invincibility power where, where you get struck by a big shaft of lightning and um, then are invincible for a period of time. And then there's also um, Ninjutsu of Fushin, I think it was called, where you got where you separated out like I described and Joe becomes five Joes and then becomes one Joe and he has these shadow Joes behind him and um, you know like moving a, a cursor mm-hmm. across the screen on a PC a trail. it's sort of that yeah like a little trail of Joes um, I, bel- I I think that might have just given him extra hits or something I'm not really sure what the power actually did um, but yeah it was nice it was nice to see that I hadn't just yeah uh, completely misremembered um but but did misremember slightly. Another thing that really impressed me was the the or were the boss battles the way that they are are structured mm. in a way you've got to sort of it's it's kind of route one you've got to you got the boss learn the pattern apply the pattern done but they're all quite different to each other so the first one was this one where he comes towards you and then as he brings up his sword to attack you can get in a couple of quick shurikens then jump over him and it's just a charge attack you just keep doing that over and over but it was quite satisfying to figure that pattern out and actually do it and then at the end of the second stage um i played a little bit longer than ashley um the student gets this boss but it was this really cool robot that don't rub it in really cool it sounded like i'm five it was a really cool robot and it was uh, doing these different sort of moves that dashing around the arena that i was fighting it in and um i quite like the look of it but it then did this attack where it inverted the controls and made the, the background really hazy and wavy. And then I was trying to evade it by going left, by pressing left on the D-pad. But the character was going right. And that was a real mind mess. And I, I said to Ashley that I remember being really impressed by the last boss. And I've talked about this before. The last boss of Beyond Good and Evil on the PlayStation 2 did this. And that's a game that came out in like 2004, 2003 yeah. maybe. And there's, yeah. you've got a game 10 years prior to that on the Mega Drive doing the same sort of thing. I'm sure there are other games to do it as well. But it was just, it was a really, really nice little touch, like in a, a fun battle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you're right, I didn't get there. I did, we ended up watching a little bit of a playthrough on YouTube and um, that was largely to, just to see uh, some of the later stages, to see if I um, remembered any of those. I don't remember any of them, but I was quite impressed with the look of, of some more of them. One in particular that stood out was like, this uh, forest stage where the whole background was ablaze and it was such a vivid orange and yellow and red hue. Um, it was really quite impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've i enjoyed myself. I've enjoyed yeah. playing it. Um, there was actually a reason that we have ended up playing that this week. I started playing a game at the week- uh, this weekend called The Messenger. I don't know if you've heard of it. 
Nope. Okay. Uh, Is it on Game Pass? D- it's not, but it's on mm. PS Plus. Uh, well, I don't have PlayStation. Sorry. Unless I buy one of those it- now as well. Ugh. Sixteen pounds on um, on Xbox, the messengers, or just thereabouts, um, and it's on PS Plus. Might come to Game Pass at some point. I'm not sure, but um, regardless, if it does, you should play it, and if it doesn't, you should buy it um, because I'm really, really enjoying myself with it. Um, it is a ninja game. You you are in you are a warrior, a ninja warrior who is tasked with uh, crossing a an island to get to. Um, some monks who you have to give a scroll to, hence the reason you're called the messenger. And um, I've been I've been really enjoying that game. It's it's styled after eight bit, at least where I'm playing it. It's styled after eight bit uh, games of the uh, late eighties, early nineties. Um, but it has this conceit, this gimmick, I, I guess you might call it, where later in the game you will be able to travel backwards and forwards in time and you move from the 8-bit to the 16-bit and that has consequential impacts on the game itself um, and, and all, as well as changing the art style. Um, Does it go to 32-bit as well? No, it doesn't. Oh. Sorry. Um, right. no, I'm, just, it, I'm it, trying to engage. It all put me in mind of Shinobi. Uh, because that was uh, other than the ninja, um, which which we've covered in in the past, and you you reminded me about Kung Fu, which is a NES game, uh, a launch game actually on the NES um, that we've also covered. Yeah, we're only um, episodes in, and we've done well. You you've done three of your games, been ninja games. You're obsessed, man. I know. I didn't realise that I was obsessed. I didn't realise I'd played quite so many ninja games. I was playing them all at the same sort of time as well, so it, that's interesting. Um, but yeah. This the the messenger definitely put me in mind of Shinobi or what I remembered of Shinobi, and I kind of just wanted to do the comparison for myself. So um, I've used this as a as an opportunity to do that. The comparison has come off in a way that I didn't quite expect because I kind of think that Shinobi Three, at the very least, the you know that the depth of the control scheme, the fact that it's got this these levels to it, these layers to it. Um, at least as far as I've experienced with the messenger, there's nothing quite as complex mm-hmm. um, with that. And I've, I've come away from Shinobi 3 being quite impressed by how they've executed that. There's lots going on in the messenger. There's lots of moves you can do and stuff, but it just doesn't feel quite as finessed as Shinobi 3, strangely enough. Um, whether I prefer... I, I'm pretty sure I prefer the messenger... Um, and I'm pretty sure that the reason that it doesn't have this complex layered um, combat system is A, because there's more buttons on the controller these yes. days and B, because it's just not part of modern gaming sensibility or design um, to do such a thing. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not quite as... It wasn't, a nece- it wasn't necessarily that I was trying to compare is this better than that? It was just how much of this is in how much of the dna is shared Mm -hmm. i think one quite a lot of dna and two um i haven't come away from shinobi 3 thinking this is a lesser game than the messenger i actually think that it's done a a very good job of standing up for itself interesting which which is kind of surprising yeah considering the the age age difference that's the wrong phrase the the number of years between (laughs) shinobi 3 coming out and the messenger coming out yeah yeah that's not to say anything against the messenger at no. all. But I'm loving the game. 
what it is saying is something brilliant about Shinobi 3, I, I think and hope. I like the conceits about changing between 8 and 16 bit. Like, I'm, I'm, and that's really like an obvious thing to do, but really clever. Like, I'm surprised there aren't, are there any other games? Yeah, more games doing that. that? Um, not, not in that way. I think the generation was kind of just sort of, of, but not not quite. Yeah. And, and I don't think as fluid, um, as, as, as you can do it in the messenger. Um, I'm playing the messenger incidentally. Because one, I've wanted to play it for a while, but two, there's a game coming out this year that looks absolutely sublime called um, Sea of Stars, which is a classic JRPG style uh, adventure. And it is set in the same universe as The Messenger, which is not a classic JRPG uh, style game. It's a platforming game. Um, At least for now, it's a platforming game. It might have other things up its sleeve. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to Sea of Stars. I'm really enjoying the Messenger right now, and I've been pretty shocked and surprised by how much I enjoyed Shinobi Three. Mm. So all around a good weekend. Great times. So hopefully Shinobi Two, when we get round to it from my Mega Games Compendium, hopefully it will uh, uh, play as well. If it's maybe a little bit more difficult, we will see. Yeah, yeah, that will be an interesting one because I that's one of the things that worried me the the potential difficulty of this game and. I was surprised not to find that. I think we're going to find it with Revenge of Shinobi, and that might be an issue. Well, I'm not going to do it we'll next see. week. Don't, don't worry. Great. Good. You've got it. Yeah, I've understood the format. Hooray. Crack. Well, if you can think of any games that do the 8 16 bit um, switcheroo, please come and let us know on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I would genuinely be interested to know if there are any other games that do that because I think it sounds quite cool. Uh, and why you are, or if you are, coming to let us know on social media, if you could uh, like, share, subscribe, rate, and review at the same time, or if you're not coming to let us know about a game that you know does that, just come and join us on NES anyway. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Ta-ta.